Welcome to our Christmas recording of our 83rd podcast, which is <laughs> yeah. a little bit different because you get to see our faces this week. And we just want to take just a minute, let you know us a little better. And we're going to talk about our favorite memories or something that we love about Christmas. But my favorite, what I love about Christmas was if I could transport myself back in time, it'd be when my kids were in grade school. And every Christmas, we celebrated Christmas on Christmas Eve. We would have fancy plates and the kids would get everything just. And it was more about the tradition than it was about the gifts. And everybody had their part. They got to one day a year, they got to have a drink of champagne. That was really to put them to sleep so that they go to bed early. We would have this beautiful dinner, salmon. We always had salmon. That was just part of the tradition. And my oldest son got the job of going around and lighting every candle and he'd set them out. We probably had a hundred. My husband would read the Christmas story from the Bible and then we'd eat our dinner and we'd get the open one. So if I could recreate a Christmas, would go back to that time. It just left me with wonderful memories of family being together and just a tradition and the love that was all the way around the table. How many of you, when you were little, how many of you guys had a hard time going to sleep? <laughs> so when a lot of people ask me, how did you get into the nonprofit world? And I came by it organically. My parents ran the food service program at the local community college in Pendleton. And the associated student body put on an annual Christmas banquet for anybody in the town that wanted a Christmas meal. It was turkey and mashed potatoes and corn and pumpkin pie and apple pie. And the college students helped serve, but we had a bunch of people, a bunch of my parents' friends that could help make them. So what we did growing up was as a little kid on Christmas Eve, we would go and help prepare this meal and help serve. So we'd have three or four hours of constant running and tearing down tables and resetting tables and serving pumpkin pie and serving plates of food. And then there was also Santa Claus with that was giving gifts out. So Santa would be in a separate room. We're talking hundreds of people. And as a 12, 13 year old and up all the way through college, in fact, I got my wife into it. She had our daughter in a backpack serving food. And, and I got to pinnacle for me was actually being on the serving line, putting plates of food together. But I'll tell you at the end of the night, four hours, and then you got to clean everything up. So we wouldn't get home until 10, 11 o'clock at night. And uh, you fell right to sleep. I had no problem sleeping and I did that all the way through my high school years. And when I went away to college, I came home and I was home, made sure I was home for Christmas Eve so I could be a part of it. 10, 15 years. I was a part of that and it was a tradition. And in fact, when I went to work at the, in nonprofits, we did a Christmas Eve luncheon just because I had great memories of growing up and serving the people and seeing the looks on their faces. Cause I didn't know it as a 12 year old, but I do know it as a 58 year old. That might be the only good meal they get for the holidays. And it was a feel good. And I felt like I was actually contributing and doing something. And that is one of my most favorite memories. And me and my three siblings grew up in that. And we still talk about it today. We talk about going to the college and serving Christmas Eve to anybody that needed it in, in Pendleton, Oregon. We would bus them in and take them home. So it was a lot of fun. And like you said, Myra, if I could go back and do that again, I would do it again. It's a great memory. 
Jeff Geoff McLaughlin here. And since we're sharing some of our favorite Christmas memories, Christmas is one of my absolute favorite times of the year. And partially it's because the weather changes and it's cold. And I actually love the cold. I love the mountains. I love the serenity and peace that the snow brings. But one of my favorite memories of Christmas uh, is with family. We have a lot of family over on the West Coast. And when we were kids, our parents, my dad and his siblings, rented a house. This is long before vacation, VRBO and those kind of things. And they rented a house in an orchard it just, I want to say it in somewhere like Clay Ellum. So we had all this snow, but there was this great big orchard and there was probably 20 or 30 acres in the mountains. And there was a little snow hill behind the house. And I remember each family got one bedroom. And so kids are on the floor. We're all sacked out. We've got bags stacked in the corner and it's just pure chaos. There's all the cousins that we don't get to see very frequently. It was just so magical. We had a full moon on Christmas Eve and we played hide and seek outside in three feet of snow in the orchard. And it was just so much fun. The joy and laughter and giggles and we were just absolutely wiped out. And then we came in, we had this great meal. We laughed together, we shared stories and Again, we opened one. I think we only had one present. I think we got one present and that we all opened it that Christmas Eve. And then Christmas morning came and we just had this great, great big breakfast. We went sledding and it was just all about the memories and the family. And to this day, that's still, I can still, I can smell it. I can see it. I can feel it. My cousins, our families obviously have expanded exponentially because the kids have kids and there's grandkids, there's great grandkids. And it's just, it's so much fun. And so for me, the spirit of Christmas is the joy and happiness and laughter that's created by just spending time with people. And so that's me. I love it. Christmas, one of my favorite times of the year. But in order to make it accessible for everyone, I like to say Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Solstice, so that everybody gets their needs met. So you got it, man. Hustled for yours. You're welcome. Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Solstice. Try and spell that on a Christmas card and you are in trouble because it autocorrects to the wrong thing. All right, this is Dr. Sam 360. Clarity is my business name and we're talking about Christmas, what we like and enjoy. And mine's more of a, a winter overview because that's when you got a chance to get a break from school and really focus on the important sledding. My favorite. We had neighbors, before getting to sledding, neighbors who were a little older than me at the time. I was just elementary school. And they built huddles and a fort that couldn't see unless you knew it was there. And that's how much snow we would get in North Idaho, which is plenty to for the kids to play and for the adults to have to shut out way. So there was all kinds of snow all over the place. And I grew up in a logging town. So it was owned by the logging company and they had roads that they plowed, some they didn't. And where I lived, there were two roads on the outside of this community and one road down the middle, which was of course called Middle Road. And they didn't really take care of that. So that's what the kids turned into the sledding hill. And so we go to the top of this thing and sled down. And when I was that age, I would see boggins on TV and sleds, plastic sleds. I don't understand how this works because you can't steer it. So I have one of those rail sleds and go down this icy pathway and we'd go over jumps and we'd be wrecking and so forth and trying to spin cookies, which my brother successfully did on a rail sled, spun 360 degrees and kept on going. But we would get so old and just red face, red fingers, red toes, and just that's how it is, folks. And 
go inside, maybe have hot chocolate, maybe not. Didn't matter much because all I had to do was wait for your stuff to get mostly dry to go back out and do it again. Um, it was no no lack of energy. You may get tired. All that stuff to hill park halfway up and say, okay, need a second, pick it back up and off you go. But it was just those hours and hours of sledding and playing in the snow that was uninterrupted. All we had to do was eat and freeze. Pretty good agenda for a kid to have over wintertime. So that was my favorite experiences. And if you all have your experiences, of course, we'd love to hear from you. In addition to that, marry everything and happy always. You got to hit Cherry Hill. Right now, it is primo. My time now has changed since when I was seven. <laughs> so we want to think about that a little bit. The ground's yeah, farther be, now. Well, right. It'll be more than just slightly dry. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but the equipment's better, so you stay dry longer. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, but it takes a while to heal. It's the physics I'm concerned about. The physics he's smacking <laughs> the ground at a certain point. That's there, got me concerned. Yeah. You, yes, you do yes, have yes, to sir. watch out because the snow is all white and you can't really see the jump right in the middle of the hundred yards down when you're <laughs> thirty miles an hour and you hit a three foot jump right. and you're Oh my god. Yeah. Mid-air different going, nowadays. Oh, that one. I remember when my daughter was going down Cherry Hill and she was going for that jump and she didn't see it until the last minute. And I could still see the look of terror on her face. Like one of those, oh my God. It was great. Hey, Merry Christmas, everybody. Jeff Geyer with Phoenix Coaching. And yeah, we're sharing Christmas memories. And boy, aren't I'm sure everybody has lots of them. Some of them really good and shared today. And maybe some of them not so well. I, my overwhelming memories of Christmas were back in the day, and we're talking decades ago, getting to, getting together with aunts and uncles and grandparents and cousins, and there'd be 30 or 40 people at one person's house, and it would be sledding and, and eggnog drinking and hot buttered rums. I remember hot buttered rum drinks. My parents drank those, and just everybody, family being together, and of course, over the years, that's dissipated and doesn't happen much. Our immediate family gets together, but not the larger family. And I was thinking as you all were sharing some of your um, fondest memories, that that memories in part, because of those experiences, make us who we are today. And so I'm in the leadership realm asking people, what's do your Christmas memories, what have they given you? What have they made you into? What do they make you think about? Or even beyond that, what do they make you do in this Christmas? Because they will be, whatever you're doing in this Christmas season will be your children or your cousins or your aunts and uncles, what have you. They will turn into their favorite Christmas memories. So I encourage myself and all of you to consciously and with a little bit of forethought make some Christmas memories this season. There's lots of things going on in the world, lots of things going on in business that we might not think are necessarily all that great, but it's still Christmas season and it's whatever that means to you, share, share your memories, make your memories. And I wish you all a very Merry Christmas. I wish you a happy and healthy 2023 and I, I look forward to seeing you soon merry christmas everybody there you have it some of our very favorite memories of this very special time of year most importantly we're here together and these are four of the most wonderful people that i have in my life very thankful for all you guys and no jokes no dad jokes this week i love it <laughs> so we all i wanted you a very merry christmas and to spend time with the ones that you love, Jeff Geyer said, make some memories for the future generations. 
So with that, we will say goodbye and we wish you all a very Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. 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 Christmas.